Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
right, welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. It is Sunday, April 14th. Happy Palm Sunday to all my Catholic and Christian friends out there. Hope you're enjoying your day. We got a great one for you tonight. Doro Pesh. I think this is like Doro's dozenth time on the show. If dozenth is a real word. <laughs> She's been with us about 12 times so far. Get ready to kick off a new tour. We'll talk to Doro in a little while. And later on in the second half of the show, calling in live will be my boys from Ruthless, Ken McGee, Sammy Dijon, and I believe Sandy Vasquez is also calling in tonight. So stick around. Right there, Metallic Fury by Broker's Helm. I remember seeing those guys live for the first time about six years ago at the Defenders of Old Festival in Brooklyn. One of the few bands I never got to see, you know, in the early 80s or the mid-80s when they were out there playing around. So it was pretty cool to see those guys, and they're just as trippy in real life as you would expect. All right, we're going to keep the music flowing now. Still a little warning going to the U.S. Wow. 
Iron Savior, brand new Iron Savior. You know, the band's been around about 22 years now, and they've had 12 or maybe 13 studio records. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, they've never really gone more than two years without putting out something from the studio. So this is the latest one on AFM Records. You kind of know what you're going to get with Iron Savior. You know, this is Killer Get Killed is the album. The song is Raw and Thunder. Pick it up, another great record. All right, how about we play some Warlock right now? We get an interview with Doro, and then we get the boys from Ruthless calling in live in about 45 minutes or so. So how about some Burning the Witches?
Hi, Doro. How are you? Hi, Mike. Good, good, good. good. I tried to break it down before, but it was this answering machine, and then I called Mamsi, and then, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm sorry. Something must have happened with the system. It might have went down. I see, I see. with you is like a lifetime. I'll take the 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, listen, you, you know I'm a big fan going back to the Warlock days. I love it that you're still out there doing it. I mean, you're on the road again. I mean, you're always on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got off the European tour and it was great. And you know, half of the tour was sold out, which was like, man, it was great. And yeah, and so, yeah, and now we're all ready to tour the States and I'm um, Super excited, yeah. Yeah. Does it ever get tiring? I mean, do you still enjoy it? Because it really is grueling going out on the road all the time, you know? record to come out, the newest one, but when it came out, boy, you really gave us two great albums. I mean, you know, Forever Warriors, Forever United, double album, it was worth the wait. I mean, you put a lot into this record, and you could hear it in the songs. Yeah, can, can you? Yeah, I, I love it too. And, and live, the songs, they really, they sound, they sound great, and, you yeah, know, and we have a couple of favorites, of course, all for metal, that's like, that's like our new all we are, everybody sings along, has such a great time, and then by Record, you know, even like Angels Never Die and stuff in the middle. I mean, there's a little bit of everything yeah. in this new record throughout your whole career. You kind of touched on it sound wise throughout everything. Yeah. And I and I love the and I love the covers too. 
You know, because you, you, you did Motorhead, which, you know, you and Lemmy were really close, and there's a great White Snake cover on here, a song that a lot of people really don't even know. Yeah, Don't Break My Heart Again. I love that song so much. And uh, White Snake, it was my first rock and metal concert I've ever seen. It was in 1980. I had my first band. It wasn't Warlong yet. It was uh, called Snake Bite. And we went to see, you know, the... great and you know one thing I always love is that you know even though you've been here in the US for a very long time you've never lost touch you know with Germany and your roots there's always a, a song in German on your albums you've always kept that part of you like you know in your music I mean, like trying to make a song work because sometimes things in English don't translate well to German or German to Spanish. Is it more difficult trying to make something like sound right, you know, translation wise? is that you had Tommy Bowen back with you for a little while, you know, joining in. And that was really cool to yeah. see you guys up there again on stage. It was a long time.
you know, the, the 12 gigs like the, the rest of the tour. And, and Chris was, you know, a great friend of ours. And we toured together, yeah, yeah a couple of times in the States. And um, so, so Tommy and Chris Carefree and Bill Hudson, we're doing it. And then, of course, my bass player, Nick Douglas, and Johnny D on drums. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm very psyched. And Tommy is such a wild, you know, wild guitar player. So, yeah. so people can expect a lot of energy. Like you see, you know, like last time, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. It's so much looking forward to yes. That'd be great. I mean, you know, you've had such a consistent lineup and, and the band for years now, especially yeah. like with Nick and Johnny. I mean, that must help out like when it comes to songwriting and consistency because you've been together so long, you kind of know each other and where you want to go with the music. Yeah, yeah, we, we are best friends, best of friends, and, you know, we never had an argument ever. It's just like, it's all like, yeah, all those good vibes, you know, and like you know high spirits and it's yeah it's great we we work together great we can live together in the smallest tour bus great and yeah and on stage life it's always like we understand each other without talking about it everybody knows what to do and you know how to you know how how to drive the audience crazy that's like you know everybody knows you know how that goes and, and in the studio the same like yeah we get along great and Luca Panciotta, he's from Italy, he's now 13 years with us, and Bas Mars, he's 10 years with us, so, yeah, it's just all like, you know, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a family, and uh, feels good, and when something feels good, and usually good stuff is coming out of it. You're true. Dora, I'm not going to keep it, I know you have another one waiting, we got a little late start today, I'm sorry that happened, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I know the tour starts, I believe, April 17th out in Vegas, I mean, you're out with Metal Church, it's going to be great. And I'm going to see you in Brooklyn, New York, at the Kingsland. I can't wait. Oh, man, I'm so happy. I'm, like, you know, my home turf, like New York. <laughs> and I'm, I'm super excited about that show. And, and, yeah, and then with Metal Church, we were great friends for so many years. So I think it will be a killer tour. And, yeah, we're all excited. And we can't wait to see the fans and to see you there. And, yeah, it, it will be awesome. And, yeah. It will. <laughs> I'll see you in a few weeks, Doro. Have fun out there on the road. <laughs>
to have on the show and to talk to. All right, in about a half hour or so, Kenny, Sammy, and Sandy of Ruthless will be calling in live. We're going to have some more music between now and then. I see that uh, Ripper was saying in the, in the, I guess it was on Blabbermouth, that uh, when the deal spent like a bazillion dollars, a bazillion, you know, not a billion or a million, a bazillion dollars making Ronnie's fans happy with that uh, new hologram that they came up with. If she wanted to make Ronnie's fans happy, she would have never came up with the idea. Just let the son of a bitch rest in peace. I mean, just trying to, you know, nickel and dime everybody off of his memory. I can't, you know, I would never go see this thing. And I find it hard to believe that a lot of old school deal fans that came up through the 70s and 80s would actually pay to go see that. I mean, I would be surprised or shocked if they do. You get a lot of these young people who have never seen Dio before who think they're getting a live concert, you know, with Dio. And they go to it. So, I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, just let the dead be dead. 
I mean, you know, I give Kiss about five years. Well, this this reunion, I mean, this uh, retirement tour is probably going to last about five years. But when it finally does end officially, I give it another five years after that before they come back with all new members of the band. Maybe Tommy and Eric will be in there, but there'll be a new Paul and Gene. And it's going to turn out like a foreigner, you know. Foreigner go out there and tour, and there's like no original members sometimes. You know, you have Mick Tucker in there, but there are times where he doesn't even get out on the road with them. I mean, the guy's in the 70s. Things happen, he's sick, there's ailments, and somebody fills in for him. So you actually have, like, Foreigner out there touring with no original members of Foreigner sometimes. Mick is with them most of the time. I shouldn't say it like it's a, a daily thing, but there are times when they go out without him, you know. I just don't get it. I mean, this is what it's going to come down to, is that bands are going to keep going on and on and on forever with new members. 30 years from now, you'll have, you know, somebody's dance playing with, like, in the eighth and ninth lineup with no original members just going by their name. This is the world we live in, I guess, you know. Bands just don't have their time in the spotlight break up and call it a day anymore. It just goes on and on. All right. Since we're talking about Dio, let's get some real Dio on. We rock. Let's go. 
brand new set on off that chapter two record, the deal, fighting for revenge. I, I mean, the band considers this to officially be their second record, even though the Antichrist was the album. Would it would have been their second record? It was recorded, but never released when it was recorded back in the day. Dutch Steel put out it. Uh, I think I want to say 2016 they put it out, and they did a great job on it. I mean, it, it was a cool record and it sounded great, but the band doesn't really consider it to be their official second record. Chapter two of the deal is. They did a great job on this one. Bernard Reeve is the only one left in the band, the guitar player. He sent me a copy of this album a few months ago, and I really dug it. And it's definitely one of my top ten for the year. Does it sound like the Total Domination record? No, not at all. Not even a little bit like the Antichrist, the unreleased record, but it's a good solid metal record. So uh, check it out if you can. Before that, Nasty Savage with Metal Knights. I remember getting the Wage of Mayhem demo back in 1984. I still have my original copy of it that I bought from the band. And I loved it. I mean, that tape blew me away. I mean, you know, the 16-year-old kid playing that music, maybe compared to the, uh, I don't want to say 52-year-old, but almost 52-year-old, probably would look at it differently. But, I mean, I loved it when it came out. I thought it was just pure heaviness. You know, reading, looking at the pictures on the demo tape that came in there and reading about the band, they looked like animals. And I fucking loved that tape. You know, and I read some of the reviews that are out there today about it. And I don't know if these are kids that are writing, you know, because like, don't say Penetration Point was like their best record or, you know, Psycho Psycho. I'm like, they have a good records, but nothing compares to that first album, the EP, and those demo tapes. So I don't know if they're like a younger generation, like looking at the stuff now, but if they had been around back then, I think Wage of Mayhem would have been it for them. All right, let's keep the music flowing here. Sammy, Kenny, and Sandy will be calling in in about 15 minutes or so. I saw Vinny Vincent is going to try to play live again. All those last shows bombed out. They had them set up. Soul Tickets, Carmine Apathy was going to be playing drums on it. Uh, Jim Crean, who sings with Carmine and his, and, and his band, was going to do the vocals, and it just went to shit. You know, I, they're saying if it's a promoter, Vinny says it, it's this. Everybody's blaming somebody else for it, so who the hell knows? But now he's only playing in front of 60 people in some studio, I believe, and they're charging $300 a person. Who the fuck in their right mind is going to spend $300? To take a chance on whether Vinny Vincent is going to show up to play or not. And from what I know, the little clips I've seen him playing here and there, he sounds like shit, and he's playing like shit. Who the fuck is going to pay that kind of money? i got to see videotapes of this if it goes off, because I want to know what moron is going to spend $300 to sit in a room listening to Vinny Vincent and 12 other people playing with them. Uh, it beats the shit out of me. All right, let's get back to the music. Cyclone, fall under his command.
All right, we started out that set with Cyclone Fall under his command. A little Chicago metal with Hammer on and Silent Victim. They were a pretty good band. Not like the fastest or heaviest band ever, but, you know, more melodic, but I really enjoyed them. And right there, Crimson Glory with Heart of Steel. I mean, it, Crimson Glory were around in the early 80s, like around 82, 83. I think they officially became Crimson Glory. Before that, they were a band called Beowulf. Then they were Pierced Arrow uh, before turning into Crimson Glory. But for some reason, I never really got into them back then. It wasn't until about 10 years ago that I actually started buying the records and listening to them. For some reason, they just kind of got by me back in the day. And they were a great band, especially with Midnight on Vocals. I know Tyler Torrey was with them for a little while towards the very end. I don't believe they recorded anything with him. Uh, maybe maybe that Shadow, uh, the Garden of Shadows uh, single had him on. I don't even know, to be honest with you. But he did some live shows with them at a festival and that was kind of it for the band. They've kind of packed it in, I guess, after that. Uh, but it'd be pretty cool to see them get back together with another singer. Nobody could sound like Midnight, but you know what? I wouldn't mind listening to them with a different singer, because like I said, I got into much later on, and they were a really cool band. All right, the guys from Ruthless will be calling in in a few minutes, so maybe we'll wait a couple of minutes, or maybe I'll just play a quick little three-minute ditty to kill some time until they do. How does that sound? All right, how about we do some Exciter, Rising of the Dead. on the phone. Let's connect them and get this interview going. Just like the third week in a row, I played that song and we had to cut it off for a guest, but when it's ruthless, it's well worth it. Sammy, is that you? This is Kenny. Kenny, how are you, buddy? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Mike. How about yourself? Hey, it's a pleasure. It's been a, a lot of years since we've spoken, so I'm glad that you're back on the show, yeah. and more importantly, back in the band. Yeah. 
Yes, I am. That's yes, a beautiful I'm thing. Happy about it. Yeah. So am I because sure, man. I heard that Sammy was about to get a hologram of you to use during the show. <laughs> well, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would sell well, out. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, like I said, I'm glad you're back, man. And you know what? The last two records you guys put out, I have to tell you, they've just been amazing. I mean, you guys have not lost anything. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Uh, just you know, we're just keeping it real. We're just doing going with the flow. We're not trying to be anyone. We're just keeping it ruthless style, you know, which I love. So it's great to just just go with the flow and just let it rip, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Hang on, I think we got Sammy on the other line. Let me connect him. And we'll all be here. Sammy, it's Mike. Sure. You there? What's up, brother? <laughs> What's going on, Sammy? How you doing? What up? Hey, on the line. Yeah, hearing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, just just hanging, man. Just got done with practice today, Kenny. It was a great practice, especially without you. <laughs> Did you have my hologram there? Did you have my hologram there? <laughs> yeah. Chris did all the leads fantastically, man. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in. I'm out in Laughlin on a little weekend getaway, so they practiced without me today. So. Yeah, what are we going to do? Oh, well. You can't do nothing about it. But, uh, Sam, yeah, I, I was exactly. just telling Kenny, I said, you know, with Evil Within, I mean, you guys did it again. I mean, I, mean, I don't know how you did it. I mean, they Rise came out after, like, many years of there not being any new Ruthless material, and it just blew me away because it just picked up where you guys left off, I thought. Now, this record, it just elevates the band to a whole nother level. I mean, you guys have not lost anything yeah. down the style wise. Yeah, we're 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 just you know we're we're very happy with this one. I mean, They Rise was a good album. I mean, and it it was like our comeback thing as far as you know. And but this one here, this one here is just fantastic. I'm very happy with the songwriting all the way around, um, and and uh, the the playing on it. I mean, the 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 guys, everybody's used to each other. I mean, this 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 lineup is basically Sandy and Sandy joined in 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 a in 2016 and uh chris and joe have been with us since 2017 and then kenny came back and it just all tied in together and so it, it, everybody's comfortable with each other the writing is fantastic and we're just very happy and we yeah. all get along i mean you know, fun and we don't there's no bullshit well, going on yeah no bull well, that's it's all everybody's so so yeah everybody's so re, everybody's so relaxed and laid back and we just we joke around all the time together at practice and everything, and we have a good time. That's important. And Ken, like I said, you're out of the band for a couple of years. You know, a band that you've been with since the beginning. I mean, was it necessary to leave the band? You felt at that time just to take a break from things before you decided to step back in. Well, I think that well, I had my wife had some health issues. Um, she actually passed away about a year and a half ago. And I'm sorry. So I had to deal with that. Um, so, yeah, uh, when Sam called me, you know, I, I wanted to come back in the band, and then, you know, they already had somebody there for him, you know, taking my spot. So when Sammy called, he made me really happy to, to be back a part of what me and Sammy started back in, what, 1981, Sam? Uh, 81, 82. I'm getting too old yeah. to remember, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take your Geritol today? <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 the only thing I remember is my name sometimes, and I remember lyrics, uh, you know. Uh, 
I don't I don't need a teleprompter yet, but <laughs> you're doing a great job. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, it is hard to believe if you think about it. 30, 36, 37 years since you guys first got together. I mean, I know there was a lot yeah, of downtime in the middle when things went to shit, but that's a long time, you know, to still have this thing going. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, unbelievable! Oh, yeah. You know, we've we've never done better as far as getting out around the world and playing in Germany a few times and Greece, and we're coming to New York in June. We got two days there. Um, just it's amazing to back in the '80s, we never got out of LA. We would we played and played and played, and we had a great following, but there was nobody ever got behind us to help us. We were just young kids. We didn't know what we were doing, you know. So it's really awesome to be back and be able to go out and play in the other countries and, you know, other states, of course, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing when, yeah. I, when I see bands like yourselves who, like it says, you know, you couldn't even get out of L.A. back in the day. It was the heyday of metal. You put out, you know, a discipline of steel. And now today, all these years later, people are dying to see you guys. And it's like a worldwide thing now. And you actually, it's easier. Or I don't know if it's easier, but you have more of an ability to actually get out around the country and the world to play for fans. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and and uh, the, the, I mean, they they want they've always wanted us, but it's like now they 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 want us even more, and it's it's kind of a phenomenal thing that you know, especially on the in on the East Coast and in and in and in Europe, and uh, that it's you know they they they're saying come out more, come out more, so. We booked two shows this time in New York, and we're we're like next time we play there, we'd like to book maybe a whole week worth of shows, you know, on the East Coast. So, um, yeah, we're gonna be playing. We're gonna be playing, and we're gonna be playing uh, toward the end of the summer. We're going to to Amsterdam for the first time, and that's gonna be great. We're playing the the Heavy Metal Maniacs Fest, and uh, and. Uh, We've even got some some uh, some people, some promoters in in uh, South America that are that are talking to us. So we're 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 very happy with the way things are going right now, and and uh, just just can't just can't wait for this. It's awesome because of all the things going on with this CD, and it hasn't even released yet. It's not even going to be released for another couple of weeks, you know. So, True. Uh, yeah. So what's your favorite song off of there's a record out. Everybody in the world has that album already and knows about it. There's no waiting anymore. Everybody knows everything today with the internet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, Pure Steel's done a great job with the with the promotion on it. Uh, they really have. I mean, uh, I'm very happy with what they've done. Yeah, they did. Well, with the new record, I mean, you know, Day Rice came out in 2015. Kenny, about a year or so later, you parted ways with the band for a while. The songs from Evil Within, were they just recently songs that were written and recorded? With Kenny, you involved in them, or were any of these songs kind of uh, put together when Kenny was out of the group? Yeah, well, actually, Kenny, uh, before ahead, I had left the band, we started working on this new album. And, um, you know, so when I left, they actually kept three of the songs that I partially or co-wrote. So it was kind of cool when I came back in the band, like, oh, we're doing these three songs, you know. I'm like, cool. But I love the new, all the other songs, too. Uh, the whole album is so strong and just solid. Just every song it just kicks your ass. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great. It really we've, got, is. We've, got some, we've got some great songwriters and stuff. I mean, uh, between, between Kenny and, and Sandy and, and, and Chris, the three of them, and then Joe on drums. Joe's a monster. I mean, he's just a total monster. Uh, 
he uh he was the drummer for for uh for uh Ax, Axmaster in uh in uh in uh, the eighties. Uh Axama. That's right, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry Joe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Sammy. Come on, man. <laughs> See there goes my brain. There I, I gotta take the Jarrett's all right. That's all right. right. Axhammer, Axmaster, they all sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's a he's a he's a monster of a drummer, and and yeah. everybody just everybody's just like I said, they're all everybody's great players, and and we're just we're just very happy with the way things are going, and uh, yeah. I mean I'm I'm very happy with the way with uh with the way my my vocals came out on this one. Ron Ron Sandoval did a great job. This is the first time that I've ever had I've ever worked with a, pro, a producer that was also a vocalist. And it's like he just brought out the best in me. So, well, Daddy Day, it seems like Ron Sandoval is the guy to go to these days out in L.A., out in California. Anger Resort uses yeah. him. A lot of bands are using him now. I mean, what does yeah. he bring to the table when he comes there? Is it because he's a musician and a singer that he kind of knows, like how things should be yeah. and where they should be at? Yeah, he's That's a right. he's a yeah he's a very he's very he's very uh, exactly you know. This, you know, why don't we go back and do this? And and yeah, being a being a excellent, he's an excellent singer himself and stuff, and a musician. And and as you say, he knows exactly what to do. You know, uh, some guys, they some guys, you know, they they're they're producers or engineers, and they don't really they don't really know what what uh, what what a band needs. Ron knows exactly what a band needs. Yeah, that that's what's important, you know, when you're recording. But is there any like, give, is it a give or take type of thing? Because in a way, you know, you wrote the song, you sing the song, you play the guitar in the song. You kind of know how you want it to sound from working on it in the studio, rehearsing it, and putting it together. So if somebody comes to you and says, "Well, maybe we need to tinker with this or change that around," or are you willing to say, "Okay, let's give it a shot," or do you just say, "Hey, this is the way we wrote it. This is the way we want it to sound." Oh no, we oh. we we are totally open for suggestions. You know. It's, and to explore to make it the best that we can. So whenever Ron said, Hey, you know, maybe try this again and do this, you know, we're always up for that. We want it to be the best that it can be. So always yeah, Ron, even Ron, even, uh, even, uh, Ron and I even rewrote, uh, the chorus on, on, on a couple of the songs together. So, I mean, he's, he's got great ideas and he's just, you know, so we if he says something, we list we listen to him and say, okay, let's try that. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you know, it, we're we're let's more try, than yeah. willing to try whatever he wants. So, yeah, yeah, it's amazing how the band has not only maintained its stamina but and the sound. You know, because whether it's Metal Without Mercy or Discipline of Steel or They Rise, it sounds like Ruthless. The band's always had a distinctive sound and style. And even when you have some of the newer members writing songs. It's in that vein, you know. It doesn't stray from what Ruthless should be. That's what always impressed me about the band is that you haven't forgotten who you were, where you came from, and the sound that made you guys, you know, well known. Exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, Kenny and I were talking about that. Uh, in fact, uh, right after we finished recording, it's like, it's just like, you know, yeah, it's a different sound, you know, but it's the same sound at the at exactly the same time you know i mean yeah. we we have that ruthless sound there but it's an updated ruthless sound and it's we've explored a little bit more you know like 
like uh, with with uh, Storm of Souls. I mean, we've really never really worked with with something like like that. That's got like about ninety different changes in it. You know, Kenny could tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> It took me like a month to learn that song. I'm like, damn. <laughs> All these parts, man. Come on. Can't we just keep it simple? Yeah, yeah shoot. The first, time, the first time I tried to put lyrics to it, I thought I had some lyrics. I tried to put, I was going, oh, geez. I can't do this. I'm going to have to figure something out. It took me about, it took me a, a couple months to actually figure it out what I was going to do on that song, you know. But it's a, it's it's, a, it's a you know, killer song. I love it. It's yeah. killer. Good shit, and thanks to Chris Westfield there for you know coming up with all those parts for us to remember, right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Chris. Yeah, Chris, is, Chris yeah. has got that. Chris, Chris is Chris is cool about that. He's got he's got uh, he'll put something out, and and uh, you know we'll be playing, and all of a sudden he's got this nice tiny little change in there, and you go. Well, where'd that come from? And you're going, well, uh, <laughs> but he's, does really he does a great job. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Just the guys we have right now. It's so fun. Just the songwriting yeah. is awesome. Everybody gets along and we go in and we just smile and have a great time. And it's just, it's great. And the new album, I believe, is, you know, definitely in the vein. And I believe it's the best we've done, especially, you know, at our older age you know to keep going and keep writing and just make it sound the best we can i think it's definitely yeah. our best it fits in no, whatever, i agree but it's definitely the best i agree hey, and, you know, and, and uh go ahead no guess yeah guess finish i was just gonna say with with uh you know talking about stuff i mean uh it, it, this is basically i mean jack uh, wrote a couple of songs he did you know and he did a great job but uh, Sandy, Sandy, uh, Sandy has got this. It, he comes up with a song. It seems like every practice he's showing me a riff. Hey, check this out. You know, what I mean, he's he, he's a uh, he's he's a excellent songwriter himself. Um, and in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, he he reminds us of 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 Jack in the early days. You know, um, oh, he's got his Mike, own. I he's got tell his. You. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I just I just got Go to say this because it's so crazy that when I came back in the band and Sandy's in the band, and he looks like Jack, he moves like Jack, he plays like Jack. He's like, we got Jack back. In fact, the first rehearsal <laughs> I walked in and I looked at him, I go, Jack, you're here. <laughs> so it's really awesome. He's a good guy, man. Good dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great he's a great bass player. I mean, in in his own right, he's a great bass player. He does. He he just he's uh. You know, I, I I wouldn't want anybody else right now. I mean, the guy the guys the guy's fantastic. And when we I come mean, to New like, York, we'd have him do a, a bass solo. <laughs> there you go. Didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you see, didn't you right see him with us the last time? No, I don't think he was playing with you the last time you came here. I thought he was. Oh no, no, he was. That's right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were there. We were there. Uh, we were there last year, but you didn't make it last year, I think. No, I couldn't get there last um, year. No, I was away that weekend, or something happened at a funeral. Yeah. I don't know what went on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're gonna be at one of the shows this time. I'll be at the one in Brooklyn. Cool, cool. Awesome. 
heard that's a cool. pretty the good place, venue that's, there, not, that's not where the show was, but it's not really New York City, so uh, we don't really talk about that other borough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, have you been to that venue, Mike? There in Brooklyn? Uh, which one yeah, is it? Brooklyn Bazaar. Uh, Brooklyn Bazaar. Brooklyn Bazaar. I went there for one band. It's a nice place. Cool. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I was just looking at photos on it. It's a pretty so, nice joint over there. They, they're having more shows yeah. now than they used to. So that's a pretty good thing. But that was like one of the bad areas in Brooklyn that nobody would wander into. Now it's been completely gentrified oh. over the last 10 years. So everybody goes there now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. But yeah. is it, but is it, it like the last time when you went, when you were, when I was talking to you and you said, uh, I said something about, uh, with their setting us up in Queens and you said, Oh, Queens is a lot different now. <laughs> yeah. I still thought I had to sort get a like gun that. out at night. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like that, but it's pretty good over there. It's a, it's a pretty vibrant area. A lot of, a lot of clubs, you know, playing all different kind of music over there. So a lot of people are drinking, walking around, especially in the summertime. So it should be a great show. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, playing with deceased, and then and then our and then our and then our, our good buddies, uh, attacker. That should be awesome. That should be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward. It's gonna be a great show that night, and I definitely will be there for that one. And I can't. Like you were saying before, like things are great now because everybody is getting along and having a good time. Is that one of the most difficult things about being in a band is not getting along and not enjoying yourself because two members Absolutely. or a group of members Absolutely. aren't getting along? And yes. That's the hardest part of being in a yeah. band, I think. Yeah, yeah you that, know, we've had that happen in the past, and it's just, it's you know, you got to practice, and it's just it, it just brings everything down, you know, when you have that energy going on. So, yeah, it's... It, it, <laughs> It's it's it nice is. when everybody can get along and be happy and just yeah. go with the flow and don't put up no drama, you know. I mean, I play with some people in the past that, you know, just, it's like, oh, my God, you know, you go to practice and it just oh, brings you down. And then you lose all your creativity and you're like, oh, you know, it's just kind of some a waste of, of Some time. of the mistakes, don't mean to interrupt you there, Ken, but I mean, some of the mistakes no that I made. <laughs> with 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 band members before I mean before we got this lineup together was just I mean I wanted to we had a bunch of shows and I wanted to keep it going I didn't want to you know I didn't want it when when Kenny had to leave and stuff and I didn't want to keep it didn't want to uh, cancel stuff never like to cancel shows you know but but uh, so I put stuff together really quick and uh, it's just something I wish I didn't I mean a couple of those guys I'll tell you. <laughs> I really don't want to. It, it makes it it makes well, my blood boil when I think of a couple of them. Well, listen, let's just name <laughs> well, names. Who was the worst guy in the band to play with? The worst? <laughs> Who's the most difficult guy? The most difficult person to uh, deal with in the band? <laughs> the drummer. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we we can't say that anymore. I become friends with him, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, we love him now. We're all good. No, we love him. We, we love him. As, as we get older, I think it's so important that if there's any issues with any band members in the past or friends or anybody around you, time just to say, you know what, I'm sorry if I did something and just move on and, you know, men, men things because, you know, we're not going to be here forever, you know. Let's let's just have a good time and get along, you know. Put exactly. the bullshit aside. Exactly. I mean, I, I you thought know, it would have been uh, Roland. Nah, Roland, yeah. Roland was – Roland, when Roland wasn't – when Roland wasn't drunk or on Roland. drugs, which was like every, which was like maybe once, once a month, 
he was he was a fantastic guy to go along with. You know? uh, he, he was he was a strange one, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, man. yeah. But he was a great guitar yeah. player, man. That fucker could jam good, man. Great guitar. Yeah, player. yeah. I could imagine. T- you know, something I something I forgot to always ask you guys about was I I heard that there was a second record, a full length record recorded back in the day that never never came out. Is was that the case? There uh, was some recordings that we actually re-released on a label in um, um, what label was that in Tennessee, Sam? I can't even remember. That we released uh, the stuff on Metal Without Mercy, and we added some of those old tracks on there. Remember? Yeah, but I can't remember the name of the label. It was, boy, yeah. they were good again. You know, let me let me get my it, brain. It got out a little bit, but yeah, there was. Oh, FNA or something like that, or FNA. RAF? No, RAF. That's FNA. Yeah, FNA. FNA records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was like I think there was like five old songs. That was our very first recording, actually. That we put on there. We did it in a place in Irvine, California. I remember, and uh, yeah, so it's on there. FNA Records. It's a Metal Without Mercy CD, and then we added five plus five on it. So if, if anybody wants to find that, it's Metal Without Mercy plus five on FNA Records. Plus six. Was it six? Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah, it was six. I remember yeah, that. You're right. It was plus six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I heard a, a lot of that songs, stuff, was, but I didn't know it came out on on that record. Like, I just got them off of uh, other people. I didn't know it actually came out on a record. That one kind of got by me. Uh, it must have been a few years back. But I remember White Death was one of them. I think Lose the Control. Lose yeah. the Control is one song that should have made it on 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 the. That's one of the ones that we were going to put on on the second CD, and 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 it just. We just never got around to doing it, and that would have been a great song to do. I love that song. Still love that song today, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, any chance to re-record them? We've thought about it, but we also want to move on and do other things. So, you know, um, uh, we we figure we figure you know who knows maybe we'll maybe we'll re we'll revisit that stuff at some later time. But right now, I mean, even right now, I mean, we're this album hasn't even come out yet. And we're already, uh, I mean, Kenny, Kenny, and Sandy, and 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 Chris are already showing me new riffs. So you know, and I got lots of new lyrics and ideas. So we'll have something going, I'm sure. By by the by the uh, by the end of this year, we'll have we'll be back in the studio again. I'm sure. Uh, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to waste. We're kind of talking huh? about maybe just doing like a five song EP again, right, Sam? Something like that might be. Yeah, cool yeah, yeah. Out. Just you know. like a like a four or five six song EP whatever just to just to get stuff going and keep things going so people don't go well wow what happened with Ruthless here we are three years later you know well they'll have something next year you know and and uh, then we can work on a full length album while that's out you know so um, yeah, well, un- but, unfortunately yeah, got- as we get older life gets in the way and you know things don't happen as quickly as we want to sometimes you know well, we love it. It just doesn't work out like that. It's not the 80s anymore yeah. where we're kids and you can throw everything into a van and do what you yeah. want to do when you want to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you we know, have our lives to live and our responsibilities and life to deal with. and Yeah, it's just that's the way it is. But we're, we're making the time to make it happen. <laughs> exactly. And that's the beautiful Exactly. And, I mean, if you guys were able to get on a tour anywhere that went out for an extended period of time, is it something that you would be able to do? 
Or is it better of just doing like the one-off shows or a couple here or a week here? Oh, you didn't hear about us? Our Judas Priest tour is coming up. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> hey, we'll probably get it after the record. <laughs> cost us, you didn't cost hear about five thousand dollars a show to get out to buy on, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know that's crazy. Yeah, I, that, that's what it's about. Yeah, you know, that? we all have to. I said, yeah, the buy-ons for the tours are insane, but that's the way this business is, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the, you know, you know some of these, uh, some of these promoters out there now, like all these younger bands that are coming up. God bless them for doing it. But they're like, we'll play this festival for free. Like, you know, they're trying to, you know, just get their feet in the door, which is great, you know. But it kind of puts a damper on other bands that probably should be getting paid. That's all. Yeah, because it does exactly. stuff with it does stuff with it does stuff with like uh you know bands like 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 ourselves and stuff. You know, I mean, then promoters want to promoters uh, end up wanting to offer us less money because they can get this band. Uh, some new band, you know, for for practically nothing in it, and it's it. I'm not going to play for practically nothing, you know. Uh, we're not going to. I won't put this band in that. I'm I'm doing all the bookings right now because well, me and Kenny, Kenny's starting to do some bookings, and I, I we're not going to put this band in that situation, you know. If you want ruthless, you'll get ruthless, but you know, um, compensate us a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna put people in your house, so you know, compensate us a little bit, you know. So I agree completely. You think bands, musicians, you think a band or a musician is their own worst enemy sometimes because when they think short term of what can happen to them, they're not thinking long term. You know, the effect that it has on them later on when they do make a name for themselves or all the other bands that are coming along with them. Uh, it. it, it you know I, that I I'm I'm I don't know I don't know what what would you think Ken? <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't hear the question. Sorry. I was saying like when you were saying like bands will play for free because they want the exposure to younger bands, not realize that if you do that now, it's going to be more and more of a challenge as time goes on to demand money and get money to play, I, and you also affect all the other bands coming up behind you or that are there with you. It's the same with the downloading. I remember going. I remember going to see Saxon years ago. Saxon were like, "We don't care if you buy our record or not. Download it for free. Just get our music." I'm like, "You know, you're a band who does this for a living, yeah. making money doing this. You shouldn't be giving nothing away for free." Yeah, yeah no, I will agree on. with that. It's just sad, you know. I, there's got to be I will agree with that. coming soon that can change the music industry. It's just been destroyed, you know, with everything for free, and these bands are. I mean, I, I don't know if it's true, but I saw something. Peter Frampton had like. You know, a million downloads of one of the songs, and he made like a hundred and twenty dollars. You know, it's like that's yeah. that's pretty sad. You know. Yep. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's it's like it's like you know, uh, like you say, if a band comes up and they're doing things for free, and then they go and then uh, down the road they've got themselves a pretty decent following, and and promoters don't want to pay them because they got them for free before. You know, uh, and then the bands coming up behind them are doing the same thing. So. That's what's happening, but it's mainly mainly the promoters that we've had, and I'm gonna say it right now, are here in Southern California. They are more money hungry than they are caring about the bands. Very few, very few want to work with the bands, you know, and that's why a lot of the bands like Saxon and and a lot of the other bands we don't play much in California. We don't. It's just not. It's not a. It's not worth it to us, you know. 
I love the I love the fans that we have here, but it's not worth it for us to play here all the time. And we're not talking about we're money hungry. We're not money hungry. If we were, we wouldn't be in this business, you know. Um, but but uh, it, it's it's more of a it's more of a you know like I said, uh, work with us. We're going to put people in your venue. Work with us, you know. Uh, it, it's a good thing that it is me um, or Kenny uh that's that's uh that's uh, doing the the bookings right now because if it wasn't if we had a manager <laughs> they'd have or a booking agent they'd have a big problem because they'd be because there'd be a heck of a lot more money they'd be wanting out of them you know so mm-hmm. that's just the way things are i mean i love working with the the, the i love working with ed out there in 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 new york he's he's a he's a great promoter yeah. good guy great promoter that's because Real he's a metal guy. He loves the music. Yeah, he loves the music. That's why. You know, it's all about the music, yeah. them and the bands. You know, as a promoter, isn't that what you're supposed to do is, like, promote the show that you book? Yeah. Like, they don't even give a fuck. They, you know, they book you, and then they're, yeah, I'm the promoter. Give me your fucking money. We're not doing nothing for you. You know, you guys do do all the work. Anyway, that's my rave for yeah. a moment. Yeah. You're right. Something got, something got lost in the job title over the years. That's the problem. Yeah, well, let's quit talking about that kind of stuff because uh, talking about promoters, it, I don't know. Sometimes it it <laughs> yeah. there's a few that I do like, and there's a lot in Europe I like. There's a few on the West Coast I like, I mean, or the East Coast I should say, and there's a couple here, you know. But uh, but uh, let's just let's oh, just uh, let's move on to something else. You got another question for me? I only got about one or two more because we're running out of time. But you know, we were okay. saying you know, uh, the records out on Pure Steel Records. You know, things are different with labels today. Like it says, Pure Steel does do a great job of promoting their artists and helping them out. Is it is it beneficial to have your music put out by a label today, or is it still something that bands can do on their own and be successful doing it? Do you really need that kind of support from the from a label? You need. You need a label to 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 do promotion for you. I mean, you can do it on your own. A lot of bands do, you know. I mean, but um, a lot of the labels uh, won't pay for your recording anymore. Um, but but they will. They will. But they do the 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 artwork. You know, they'll do the artwork and the packaging and 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 pressing and and the promotion for it, which. You know, to me, it kind of evens things out a little bit, you know, but still, um, it's not like it was in, in, in the old days, you know, uh, they, they know that they're not going to be able to sell, uh, hundreds of thousands of CDs anymore. So they, so they, they, they want to make sure that the band is, is participating a little bit in the, in the, in the payday, I think. So, but that's cool. Pure Steel's a, Pure Steel's a very good, a, a very good label. They are. I mean, nothing yeah, like it I was in the that. old days. But you know, you either live in the right. past or you move forward, or you kind of have a nice mixture of both to enjoy. You know. Exactly. For sure, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So can I ask you a question? I think I did, but I don't know if you answered me or not. What's your favorite song yeah. on the CD? The the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Fear Never Flees. Like I said, Storm of Souls. It's it's a different song for Ruthless, like you were saying earlier. So I kind of dig that one. But uh, Fear Never Sleeps is probably one of my favorite. The title track, 
Death March. There's really not a. I'm always supposed to say the whole record because that makes bands happy. <laughs> but it is the whole yeah. record. But those are kind of ones that, that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <you know. laughs> Even within Cryptic Ruins, it's not a bad song on the record. And you guys have done it again. Like one thing I said earlier, I said, you know when I get records by bands I've been a fan of for the last 30 years, I'm like I hope the sound is going to be good. When I hear there's a new Ruthless coming out, I don't even think that. I know I'm going to like it from start to finish because you guys just deliver the goods every single time you put something out. Well, thanks, bud. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks, we try. Oh, we you. like thank I said, we keep up. trying. Great job on it, like always, guys. I'm going to cut you loose in about two seconds because we only got 10 minutes left in the show. I want to play a couple of songs off of the album. But uh, what do you got coming yeah. up immediately? Anything coming up like real soon before you get to Brooklyn in June? Yeah, we're yes. going to be playing in, uh, in L.A., in downtown L.A. There's a cool little bar, dive bar down there called Five Star Bar. We played there a couple months ago, and we had all these young metal kids come in, and it was just packed, just amazing. So it's it's yeah. going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. May 11th, yeah, we got Anger's Art, bar Anger's Art playing LA. with us. My boy, Steve Gaines, one of a kind. Triple yeah. Angry Steve. Yeah, that's going to be a fun show. Yeah, Angry Steve. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's going to be a fun show. Uh, hey, hey, guys, listen. The best of luck with the band. I'm going to see you in Brooklyn in June. May, uh, I think awesome. it's May 3rd is the actual official release date of the record. I yes. hope that it comes yes. out on vinyl, too, because I would love to get the vinyl it down is. the road. May, May 31st. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. Guys, I can't wait to see you in Brooklyn. First drink's on me. Yeah. Right oh, you on. got it, brother. And then the Mike. second one's on Kenny, and the third one's on Kenny, and the fourth one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> you got that. You got it all planned out. Sounds good, Danny. Sounds good. I love I'll it. I'll get in there one of these times. Danny, <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, man, you take care, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you in a few weeks. All right, brother. You got it, man. Have a great right. day. Take care, guys. Later. Good luck. See ya. All right, let's get on some brand new Ruthless. We'll start out with some Storm of Souls. Thank you. 
more brand new Ruthless in blood. Sammy's voice just sounds fucking amazing. Unbelievable. All right, if you're in the New York area, don't forget, they're playing here in June at the Brooklyn Bazaar with Attacker, Deceased, and Eat Lead. I'll be at the show. I'll see you guys there. I want to thank Dory, Doro, Sammy, and Kenny for being on tonight's show. No show next Sunday night. It's Easter Sunday. It's time to spend the day with the family. We'll be back on the 28th with Sal Abroscaro from a pill horse named Death and a lot of other bands over the years. Typo Negative, A Life of Agony. We'll be talking to Sal next week or two weeks on the show. I know we have somebody else set up. I just don't remember who. Oh, Joe Hasselvander. It was a last-minute thing. Joe Hasselvander put the Hounds of Hasselvander back together with Bob Mitchell on vocals. We'll be talking to him live. Find out what happened with Raven also because uh, nobody really knows the whole story of how he wound up being out of Raven after like 30 years of being in the band. But we'll talk to Joe Hasselvander in two weeks. Everybody take care. Have a great night. I will see you then. Maybe we'll wrap it up with one more song. How does that sound? Sound good to you? All right, it sounds good to me. We'll do a little Stefan Rod, a quickie. Hey, Shaka. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.